Hey everybody, welcome to a new podcast called the Burden of Leadership Podcast. I'm Paul Tenhaken. I'm Bonnie Herrera. And I am Tammy and Dysart. This podcast, guys, was really formed as a result of us getting together on a regular basis talking about, I don't know, the opportunities, struggles, challenges of modern day leadership. The last three or four years has been a grind <laughs> yeah. to be in leadership. And yeah. we're always kind of pontificating when we get together talking about leadership. So we're like, you know what? I've always wanted to do a podcast on the topic of leadership. I know there's a lot out there, but I think the three of us have very different perspectives on a lot of different things, mm -hmm. but also very similar perspectives on a lot of things. So that's how this was formed. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so am I. You know, um, it's, just, it's just another example or opportunity for us to example how people can have real conversations because when I when we sit with you or a whole lot of other people in this community that we agree with sometimes and other times don't we have really good healthy conversations and we realize we like each other and mm -hmm. we care about each other and we want good for each other but as soon as it gets online or as soon as it gets it's whatever it turns into this nasty negative thing yeah. and this is just a great opportunity for us to just sit and just talk and work through anything like that and be able to show people that it can be done and um and that if you're willing to do it yeah i'm excited about it you know we we talk about leadership obviously we do leadership uh, development obviously you're a leader in our community and too often people everyone has an opinion about something but you know the idea of burden of leadership i forget one of you had had threw out the name love that i grabbed a hold of it because a burden is, is that a heavy load typically mm -hmm. And what's interesting about that word burden for me is one that often we, we, we pick up willingly, mm -hmm. right? The burden of leadership, it doesn't have to be picked up, but we pick it up willingly. And in a world of social media, everyone's throwing ideas out there, or throwing opinions, probably more so. Uh, very few people pick up the mantle and said, I'm going to wear this to carry this thing forward beyond the benefit of myself. Mm -hmm. and, and for those who are listening, who maybe don't know who these three yahoos are, by, by way of background, um, I've been the mayor of Sioux Falls, South Dakota since uh, 2018. Uh, prior to that, uh, no experience in public service. Uh, hated politics, to be totally honest with you. Um, but uh, was in entrepreneurship and felt a calling, for lack of a better term, just to really get involved in my community, to do more, uh, to give back, uh, to lead in a different way. Uh, and so my background and what I hopefully bring to this podcast is a variety of different, you know, kind of leadership lenses and experiences. Most recently, as an elected official in a time when, quite honestly, it sucks to be an elected official. Uh, the, the, you know, the yeah, last buddy. couple of years, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, been, it's been really challenging. I think when we were talking about that, that's why we kind of came up with that, uh, you know, that title of the burden of leadership. Because daily, and I'm not exaggerating, daily people will say to me, Man, I'm glad you're doing that. I could never do that job. Everyone says that. Mm -hmm. Everyone says, oh, I could never do that. No, no, you could. Anybody could. It's do you want to? Do you want to Are expose you yourself to? to the criticism yeah. and the crap that comes along with it and the sacrifice and the loss of anonymity and all those things for a cause that's bigger than you? In this case, community and, and you know, advancing community and making it better. So that's the lens by which I approach our conversations is uh, most recently now as a public official. Yeah. And so me being one half of Think3D in terms of the founders, and we uh, specialize in leadership development training, organizational culture, and community culture. And one of the things that I just notice all the time is that I hear people talking themselves out of the responsibility of leadership. Mm -hmm. I hear people all the time talking about they, them, 
I hear people talking about the government, those people, whatever, and it's never us, it's never me, it's never I, it's never the part that I play in it. And none of this can work if people don't take ownership for the part that they play in it. And so I'm always about exampling to people how to do it because I never want to assume that people know how to do something I want them to do. I never want to assume that they've been taught. I never want to assume that they're good at it. Mm -hmm. And so this is one of those situations where I just thought it would be a great opportunity for us to display it and to be able to say, you're going to say some things that don't rub me the right way. And how do we work through that? Because at the end of the day, what I know to be a fact is that you want a healthy, safe environment for you and your family. Mm -hmm. I know that to be true. Yeah. No matter what else about our background, I know that to be true. And I feel that way about everybody in Sioux Falls. And I want to make sure that, that we at least really do the work of a community to example and teach how to have a healthy dialogue. Yeah, one of my mantras that I picked up probably a year and a half ago was live your highest truth. I don't care what religion uh, you come from, you know, whatever your background is, if whatever your highest ideals were, if people would just say, these are my highest ideals, and every single day they woke up and put those highest ideals into practice, like actively put them into practice, think how much different our country would be, our, our communities would be, and that idea of, as Ronnie said, it, responsibility, whose responsibility is it? In a world where, again, people just are internet gangsters, you know, keyboard bullies, those type of things, you know, I, I had a, a lunch meeting recently with somebody and I was telling him all the things that we're doing in the community and he was just taken aback. Like, man, why? He knew he knows the, the background of Think 3D. Like, man, y'all are killing it over here. You could just ride this thing out. And that responsibility, if not us, who? Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, again, I think about even for you jump, jumping in to be mayor and people are like, oh, man, I could never do that type of thing. If you didn't do it, mm -hmm. who's going to do it? Right. Obviously, someone would step up and do that. However, is it the right person at the right time and being willing to pick up that burden and saying, I have a responsibility to make my community better, to make my city better, to make people around me better. And that's a responsibility that transparently most people just aren't willing to do the work necessary to get uh, that thing across. Totally. The line. So, so though the, the last couple of years, though, um, what I have seen with leadership, and we're going to unpack this in, in future episodes, is there in my opinion, is this increasing chasm and glut of, uh, of good leaders. There's less and less people willing to put their yeah. hand up and be like, I'm willing to put my name out there. I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to run for office. I'm willing to put myself out there in my community um, because of how vitriolic conversations have been. You talked about the keyboard commandos. Mm -hmm. and It's a lot easier to step back and stay comfortable and is to put yourself in the fray. Yes. At least that's that's 100%. what I what I feel. You guys see and feel that same well, thing. Well, actually, that's what I was just about to ask you. Know, I'm interested in your perspective because, you know, people say I couldn't do this, which which insinuates, you know, we all want people better than us, to run the country. Mm -hmm. But then we talk down to the people that do. Right. I'm interested from your perspective of that. Like people, they say I couldn't be the mayor because they don't think they would be a good mayor because they wouldn't be able to keep their composure, because they wouldn't be able to work with people that they don't like, because they da 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 And then when you're in that situation and you have to do all those things, people get hypercritical of it. Yeah. There's a hypocrisy in there that's nice, safe, and warm yeah. that people get to sit yeah. in. And I'm just interested from an actual person who's holding the seat in our city, like, how does that land on you? Well, I mean, y you learn a tremendous amount about yourself when you stick yourself into an uncomfortable 
position you never thought you have. I mean, trust me, this has never been a dream of mine to be a mayor. Yeah. I mean, even 10 years ago, I'd be like, no way. I'm mm-hmm. one of those guys, like, who would want to do that? But, you know, the, the older you get, and I'm 45, I got three kids, 17, 14, and 10, you start to change your perspective on what success looks like, mm-hmm. you know, and you start to move more towards a focus on significance. Like, there's all, the, the world is filled with all kinds of successful people who have success by worldly standards and monetary success, and maybe they have fame, but their significance is very shallow. Yeah. How will they be eulogized? What are they going to be remembered for? And I know you guys spend a lot of time thinking about that too. It's like, hey, you could just focus on the ones and zeros of the business well, and make it. more ma- money. Yeah. But how are you leaving the community better than you found it? And what significance are you having? I think that's where true leaders really shine is when they're looking beyond the self-gratification of what, what's in this for me. And it's like, how can I use whatever I've been blessed with to benefit other people? And, and credit be damned, but maybe no one may ever notice yeah. or know. Yeah. But that's, that will make me feel like I've made an impact on, on yeah. those around me. You know, yesterday I got, it, I got a message from a dude. He tweeted at me. He, was like, he said, "Hey, dumbass, Paulton Haken, when are you going to legalize sports gambling in the state, you idiot?" And I'm just like, "Man, this guy needs a civics lesson." Like, right? I I'm only the mayor for 80 square miles. This is how laws are made. Uh, I don't have the authority to do that. But when I get messages, I'm like that. I'm like, why am I doing this again? Like, yeah. to, just to get. These clowns that just reach out and just yeah. want to rip you down, and um, well, and even to think that that is like that's the best way to get what you want from me, right? Like, what would make you think you that's think effective? <laughs> like, what would that's make effective? You, you need to take a Dale Carnegie course, yeah. my friend. This yeah. is not. This oh, let me let me pick that up and make that my number one <laughs> yeah, priority. Sounds now. good. You sound yeah. like a great fella. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I do want to dig a little bit deeper on that with you, just just a quick second, because you're a different cat than when you came in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you're a different man. Um, I think anybody that know you on know, both sides of it can see that. Um, and, you know, you dealt with some crazy stuff. Global pandemic, three natural disasters by my count. Um, you know, community arrest and all of those other type of things. Challenges, a, a, a chief of police transition, different things that happened over there. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so... Just tell me real quick, just what was that change like for you? How did this how did this impact you as a man, as a father, as like just a person? I think so, someone asked me once the other the other day, like what's one of the they're like, what what's your superpower? Do you have a superpower? I said, I don't like that question really, because it's very narcissistic sounding, but my level of empathy is way higher today than it used to be. Yeah. Because I I'm around people and I see people now in different you know, life conditions, different scenarios, different economic classes that I never had exposure to before. Mm-hmm. And my level of empathy towards them is way greater than it ever was even four years ago. And I think that comes from going through social unrest, right? Mm-hmm. Go, going through the pandemic and realizing, listen, people aren't just pissed because they have to wear a mask. They maybe lost their grandpa from COVID, right? Yeah. I, they maybe have a, a kid who has leukemia and they're worried about this kid dying from this thing. So. I need to have a level of empathy that I've never had to have before. Mm-hmm. And if, if there's one like magic skill that I wish our whole community could somehow acquire, it'd be a level of empathy um, that allows them to put themselves 
and put themselves in other people's shoes like they've never had to before. Because I think that's when special things can happen, when you can start to understand your community in a whole nother level. For sure. When I think about leadership and the burden of it, uh, a word that comes to mind is sacrifice, right? Sacrifice is to give up something of value for something else. Like everything is a sacrifice. If you're sitting at home and doing nothing, you're sacrificing potential success to do what you're doing right now. Other side of it, if you want to really make an impact, you're going to sacrifice some things along the way. Let me toss this to you first, Ronnie. Um, obviously, you've been you've been involved in this community work for 20 plus years on yeah. boards, various things. Obviously, we do a lot today with Think Three. What what does the, the word sacrifice bring to mind for you as to behind the curtains what it's taken to be a leader in this community? Hmm. I gotta be honest with you. Uh, it hits me different because my engagement into the community was out of necessity. So. I never actually viewed it as a sacrifice. It never felt that way to me because I needed it. You know, when I first really came into the scene, I had been helping at some after school programs. One of the first Presbyterian when I was going to school at Edison, when I first uh, moved, like day one, moving, you know, to Sioux Falls. And uh, I just knew that I wanted to be in a good energy and I wanted to lead and all those other type of things. And my uncle was, um, the president of the NAACP, fast forward to when I'm about 19, 20, and he couldn't go to a meeting. And there was a meeting starting for the Race Relations Committee at the time. And somebody had been spraying racial epithets on, uh, 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 on, the, um, on a bridge or something like that. And so people came together, judges, lawyers, police, doctors, regular, you know, regular citizens and all that. And my uncle couldn't go, so he asked me to go for him. And so I go... And I sit down at this thing and I just feel the enormity of it, like all of these important people in this room, you know? And there's two major takeaways that I got out of it. One was I realized that there was a lot of people, a lot of white people in here that didn't need to be here, didn't have to be here. That registered for me. I saw all these people that were some people wealthy, well-off, powerful, whatever, their lives were pretty good. And they were there trying to figure out this that really affected me primarily. But then I realized that it didn't affect me only that these people didn't want to live in a city where those type of things were happening and there were people who didn't want to live in a city where i felt what i was feeling and it was like well you want to be here too you don't really need to be here but but they did need to be there and that clicked for me and that that just said civil duty okay it's not about just my stuff it's like if you really care about your community being great you got to show up for other people boom huge fireworks go off and the other thing is I sit there quietly and, you know, I'm intimidated by the room a bit. I'm young. I don't think it's my turn or whatever. And I sit there, but I listen to some of the things that people are saying. And it's all kind hearted, but it's misguided in a lot of ways. People are saying things that don't make sense. At least they don't make sense if you come from the experience. And after I wait long enough, I work up the courage and I say something and everybody's like, oh, wow, we never thought of that. That's so crazy. Da, 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 da. And then I thought, man, what would happen if I wasn't here? Mm-hmm. Who would have corrected this narrative? Who would have given this context? Who would have given this insight? Who would have made it so that this actually makes sense? And that's when I realized, like, I got to be in the room. There's, there may not be a me in the room. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been a me in the room. I got to be in the room, and I got addicted to being in the room, which is why I'm a habitual board member. Mm-hmm. And so, if from you're not moment, at the table, you're on the menu. You, you know what I mean? If you're not at the table, you're on the menu. <laughs> so after that moment, for me, like it was just like I couldn't imagine anything else. Nothing else made sense to me. Yeah. So for me, it framed up a little bit different for me early. Huh. 
Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I was just with you, man. Sacrifice obviously is, uh, you know, you can't just meander about town as a, as a normal Joe Schmo. People recognize you, X, Y, Z, different expectations. Again, dynamic change in your family, especially coming off of a very successful business. You could just run off to the sunset and did something else, whatever. Talk yeah. about sacrifice. I mean, the burden of well, leadership is different. Well, I'll tell you a burden right now, if I'm just being really transparent and vulnerable, is that, um, you know, my wife and I even talk about if we'll live in Sioux Falls when my, when my time is up. You know, I got mm. over three and a half years, and is this a place where I can still be? And what I mean by that is, you know, you think of like a, a pastor maybe who retires from a church where he was leading that church. Yeah. He doesn't keep going to that church. Yeah. He's like, all right, my time here at this church was done. I'm going to go somewhere else yeah. and let the next leader take over. And I don't know if I'll belong here anymore. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but you talk about a sacrifice you make. I'm like, I may, I may give up a town I love in order to, you know, send the elevator down to the next set of leaders that are going to take it from here. And I'm maybe sell tacos in Tallahassee, you know, or stay, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. But it's a, it's a very disturbing, you know, and kind of a sad thing to think about. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll maybe be here. I don't know. I don't know what God's plan is, you know, from that standpoint. But those are discussions Joe and I had to have when we decided to do this. Like, hey, we're going to be giving up a lot, man. We're going to be giving up a lot for our life, for our kids, for our anonymity, for our income, for all these things. Do we really want to do this? Mm. Uh, I tell you, there are days when it's like, yeah, I'm glad we did. And then there's days like, it's Shawshank Redemption. You're, yeah. you're talking to marks on the wall, like yeah. how many days are left, you know? For me, I've been thinking about this actually a lot lately. Um, I go back to really three years ago or more, most people in this community had no idea who I was because I climbed the corporate ladder, I did my thing, I had my friend groups. If you didn't work for me or with me, you probably didn't know who I was. And really in a short period of time, three years, when I really started getting on the Sioux Empire Leadership Council, joined the chamber board. And you know, one thing when you talk about empathy for me is for most individuals, you can't have compassion from a distance. And a lot of people, either consciously or unconsciously, don't want to get close to the problems because they know to some degree, once you see the problem, you can't just turn a blind eye. And as we have, you know, so many opportunities in our community, you know, I have, you know, my younger girls, I'm thinking about what type of community do I want to leave them? My youngest is nine years old, that current. I love the city, born and raised, but I'm super aware that if we don't have more people stepping up to do more, it's not going to be the same community for them. We have real issues happening right now, part of the reason for this podcast, so we can talk about real issues. And so the sacrifice for me I was reading a book recently from Ed Milet um, called The Power of One, Power One More. And, uh, you know, he talked about, and it's not about the financial side of it necessarily, but he's like, you look, you look at the great titans, your Fords, your Carnegies. It started with one person who was willing to make that sacrifice to hit a certain level of success. And for me, success isn't about money, it's about impact. And so the sacrifice that I've asked myself, again, when I go home often late, most during the week and, and to see my little girls and I'm missing on that time, well, I'm thinking about what am I leaving for them, my grandkids, those type of things. So sacrifice, um, and I have the conversation with them. That's the other side of it too. I don't just say dad's doing it for something they can't see. They understand to a degree that I'm giving something up of value, my time with them for something that I really believe in. And so they see that uh, very clearly, which I think is a big deal. Um, 
in a lot of ways. Let me let me ask you this too, because this is interesting for me a little bit, because you starting to do the community work that you've been doing was great for me in terms of empathy. You know, I was always doing community work for 20 years outside of my age bracket. So I was with people who were older and, you know, people at 20 weren't doing the type of work that I was doing for the most part. And I don't think people appreciate how much energy effort goes into really building your community and doing all of those things. And I never pursued the business stuff the same way that people thought that I should. And people just thought I was going places and hanging out and talking about cool, cool things and doing whatever. I don't think people really appreciated the work that goes into all of that stuff. And seeing you sometimes come for meetings and things of that nature. And it's like, and I, and I can imagine what it's like for you, where sometimes wading through uh, uh, stale thought processes and self-doubt and limiting beliefs and partisanship and yada, 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 like, yeah, ay, 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 sometimes. It's easy to just want to toss it in and be like, this isn't worth it. I got way better ways I could be spending my time, different things I could be doing. And I think people underestimate how much work it is to keep a community unified, you know? And to be a community leader and to do different programs that build up leaders in that community. A lot of times people only see the outcome, it's like, oh, look at that great program. You know how much work went into that? How much time and effort and energy that could have been spent doing other things? Yeah, well, I love that when people say like, you know what you should do? I almost automatically turn off because, hey, do what I've done. I'll, we give you the blueprint. Do what I've done to get what I've got yeah. so then you can do the thing that you think I should do. Yeah. But again, people aren't willing to, to make the sacrifice in yeah. those spaces. Yeah. Awesome. That's why. I know you got a couple gray hairs in your, your beard. Not yeah. too bad. He's got a little more. I'm almost total salt and pepper here. Like, <laughs> this, all, yeah. this is the burden of leadership right here. <laughs> mine's, mine's wisdom. Yeah, wisdom. Mine's yeah. wisdom. Mine's, uh, mine's just stressed. So. <laughs> Let me let me throw a monkey wrench in this real quick. Um, how was how was Mike for you? How was Mayor Hughes for you being a presence in the in the city? You know, I've had an opportunity to work through a few different administrations, so I understand the difference in people's styles. But for you, as a as a mayor who stuck around and was you know still here, how was that for you? Well, uh, like um, Mayor Huther is you know our previous mayor of our city, great guy. Uh, I don't see him around much anymore. I think he knows his his lane is not to be at ribbon cuttings, not to be at events. Because yeah. think if if you went to a ribbon cutting today and the previous mayors are like, what's he doing here? Right. People would be like, what's he doing here? Well, why can't he be there? He's you know he's still involved in the city. Right. He's blood, sweat, and tears of the city. But you're looked at like, what, what are you still doing around? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I don't want to be that guy someday. Yeah. You know. So I so I don't know. I I just. The part of the reason I ran, and it's the same reason you guys do your community work, is I think we just feel that there's a desire and a hunger right now for the next generation of leadership to get unleashed in this community. Yeah. I think there's just a whole layer that's untapped that's like, wow, how can we, how can we turn this on and just put gas on this fire? And so for me, when I got elected, I was 40, you know, or just 40. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it was it was the right time, and I know that's why you guys spend a lot of time empowering the next generation yeah. leader too. Because who's the next Tamian and Bonnie and others that are going to take some of this work and advance it? Yeah. I, let me just say too, you know, I think it's interesting, and I'm, I'm I'm really interested to see what you do there. I, I always think about like when the when the former presidents get together or whatever. Um, it, it, I post Trump is a little weird now because it's always kind of like whatever, but I always thought it was interesting because it just it. it it said afterwards, like, we're Americans. Like, we all did our thing. 
but we're Americans now. We come together. So I'm interested to see how you because I don't think it should be weird. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it should be either. It doesn't mean it won't be. It's not. It doesn't mean it won't be though. It doesn't mean that it won't be. It doesn't mean it won't be. You know? So, well, I know in future episodes we're gonna have a ton of great uh, topics to cover, ton of great conversations. Uh, looking forward to them. Um, so, for this uh, time together, I thank you guys. We got more to come. So, for the burden of leadership, uh, I'm Paul. He's Vani. He's Tamian. Um, looking forward to future conversations and uh, subscribe like do all the things that you know you need to do to make a podcast work click yes. the button click the button do click the, the button do the thing see you guys next time